Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's bring in uh, Adam Lefko. He covers the NBA, TNT inside the NBA guest host, also covering the draft as well for Bleacher Report. Lefko, let me uh, start with that. Let me start with. The season-long dunk of the year award, and then yeah, that, I don't like it. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining. <laughs> wait, wait, why don't you like the dunk contest? Is actually a dunk in a contest called a game? Because why are we trying to kill this thing so fast? Like we had one bad year where Cole Anthony took like twenty minutes to tie his shoes, and suddenly. It needs to be completely imploded and fixed. Yes. I will say, I asked the commissioner, why don't we just give them like a million dollars? And he was like, that's not going to get it done. And I was like, he's like, people are worried now about embarrassment. Uh, And it does stink that we got guys like Anthony Edwards that are like, I'm never going to do the dunk contest. But there has to be a way to incentivize either through fear or intimidation. Yeah, but John Morant's not going to do this, Lefko. Now I get John Morant in the dunk contest. Even though he's not going to be in a contest, he just dunked in the game. Man. This is an entire year. Oh, my God, did you see that? Is that the dunk of the year? Yeah, but we still we already asked that question, Dan. Like, that happened last night. They're like, dunk of the year? Like, Paulie said that, and I started thinking about uh, Anthony Edwards' dunk over that dude on the Raptors. And I was like, ooh, it's pretty competitive. House of Highlights does this. It's the moment of the year, dunk of the year, all that stuff. I'm sorry that I came in raining on your parade. I bet you guys were having a great morning. We were. Uh, yeah, I kind of messed that up. Yeah. But I still don't like the idea. Okay. I love the idea. <laughs> I do. You like bad ideas. That's why you were going to have me on as a guest. Yes, that is true. Uh, Chris Middleton not playing is a big deal, Lefko. I think the Celtics are going to the to the finals. Okay. Um, I got to sit right behind 
where the media sits for game four and I'm watching Celtics nets and I'm looking at the size of the Celtics and I'm watching Ime Udoka and I'm watching this dude have nonverbal communication with Marcus Smart from across the court. They're doing this and Smart's like, oh yeah. And then I'm looking at Steve Nash and he's looking at his assistants and it was a complete divide. So he's throwing hand signals to Marcus Smart where Steve Nash was not really communicating. Dan, there was one part in the fourth quarter where Goran Dragic looked back at the bench and yelled something at Steve, like, I need to know what we're doing here. And Steve Nash looked at him blankly, and I love Steve Nash, and then looked at his assistants and then turned around and kind of put his hands up, and Goran Dragic kind of threw his hands like, I'll figure it out myself. (laughs) And then I'm watching the Celtics bench Dan, every free throw, Emi Udoka has Derek White and Marcus Smart. Every, he, it looked like he had the chess move for every single play, but I'm looking at the Bucks team and I'm going, so you don't have Chris Middleton and you don't have P.J. Tucker like you did last year. Who's guarding Tatum? Yeah. Like, yeah, Drew Holiday. Okay, then who's guarding Smart? They're missing two of those huge middle pieces now that that's all the Celtics are are six, seven versatile guys. And, they, and the Bucks now don't have enough of them. But I thought Kyrie and KD are the coaches. So why wasn't Goran Dragic looking to Kyrie and saying, Kai, what are we doing down the stretch here? It felt like Kyrie and KD were like, we're going to figure this out on our own. That's why it was so impressive to watch KD in person on Monday night, because it was just him going, I'm going to find a way to get to the basket. But yeah, no, it... Look, Ime Udoka was the lead assistant for the Nets last year. Maybe he knew all the things that they were planning to do anyway, but the the Celtics beat the heck out of the Nets every time they played this year. And Ime Udoka, I really think, Dan, is going to be up for coach of the year for the next decade. And it's a few reasons. One, the way that I see him patrol the sideline. Two, his connection with players is unlike any coach that I've seen. And three, he's from the state of Akwaibum in Nigeria, which is where my wife is from. And they don't lose. I mean, he gets to coach the Celtics. She ends up with me. Both big winners. (laughs) You feel like a play-in game, though, for your wife. There are times where I look over and I go, I am the Charlotte Hornets. And this is going to end poorly. Yeah, Early exit, but boy, are they exciting. Potential. You got a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just just need to act on it. We'll be fine. Um, Help me understand what Doc Rivers said yesterday. I'm going to play a portion of this, but he's defending his past playoff exits. Here's Doc Rivers. Well, it's easy to use me as an example, uh, but I wish y'all would tell the whole story with me, all right? Um, my Orlando team is the HC. No one gives me credit for getting up against the Pistons who won the title. That was an HC. Go look at that. I want you to go back and look at that roster. I, I dare you to go back and look at that roster, and you would say, what a hell of a coaching job. Really. I mean, um, the Clipper team that we lost 3-1. Chris Paul didn't play in the first two games and was playing on one leg. Um, and we didn't have home court. And then the last one, to me, is the one we blew. That's the one I said, we blew that. And that was in the bubble. And anything could happen in the bubble. There's no home court. Game seven would have been in L.A., you know. Um, but it just happened. So I would say with me, some of them is we got, I got to do better always. I always take my own responsibility. Uh, and then some of it is circumstances happen. This sounds like an exit interview. 
Thank sounds sounds like to me, Dan, meme fatigue. This is a man who has seen the memes. Oh, this is what Doc Rivers does. He loses 3-1. He loses 3-0. This is, again, the same time of the year where all year last year he was defending Ben Simmons, and he was saying he's fine, he's our guy. And then right around this time of the year, he went, I don't know if he could win a championship. And all of that good stuff got forgotten. It's something about this time of the year where Doc just kind of lets it go, but it's it sounded like he had had enough. I am a top 15 coach of all time, according to that thing that came out earlier this year for top 15 coaches, top 75 players. Look at my resume. I'm tired of the memes. Yeah, but Doc is beloved by the media. Is he? He got coach of the year for an Orlando team that went 41 and 41 that didn't even make the playoffs. I I think he should be criticized even more than he's been criticized. Nobody has lost more 3-1 leads. He could lose a 3-0 lead. You know, there's, there's a common denominator with all of this. We love Doc, but the results don't back up him. If he loses in this round... Are the Lakers on the phone when the buzzer sounds Oof. that they lose to Toronto and then they're going to bring Doc in to coach the Lakers? Mm. Right? What you just did right there was a master class of radio hosting. That you took one story and then you put the Lakers on it, which yes. just like inflates it yeah. tenfold, I, which I'm is gonna, genius. I'm going to put the Cowboys in there too. Somehow. It, you know what? And if they can use some Yankees, yes. uh, that would be awesome. And Tom um, Brady. What's Tom Brady think of Doc Rivers blowing 3-1 lead? I don't, I don't know if like how beloved Doc is. I also thought it was pretty disrespectful to Haydu Turkoglu, Richard Lewis, and Dwight Howard, uh, and, and that whole crew. Yeah, the Orlando um, team. I mean, when he says, look at that awesome. roster. Look at that roster. Okay. That was one of the most fun teams that I remember. Uh, But also like the coach of the year, like you were saying, like, we love them. They're only 41. We have this weird fascination with coach of the year where we love to reward the coach that took a team from bad to average instead of a team from good to great. Yet we give a most improved player to John Morant. Like that made no sense to me at all. No offense, John. You're a great, great dunk dunk of the year. You should win a million dollars according to Paul. Um, But I, with doc, I don't think Doc gets any credit for the Celtics championship, really. Like, I feel like it's, oh, that was a big three. Uh, You're right. You know? You're right. And so I don't feel like he gets the high end of praise, but I actually think that he, I think he's only remembered for this. He's only remembered for blowing these leads. And I also want to say, I mean, Joel Embiid did tear a a ligament in his thumb. It's not like it's just a a collapse because of bad coaching. Like, Embiid's out there playing with one hand. Yeah, I know, but guys have you – know, you said Chris Paul was on one leg. Chris Paul averaged like 21 True. points and 10 assists in that series. So he still played well. Hey, we lost in the bubble, but hey, in the bubble. Okay. Everybody was in the well, bubble. See, Doc's not a clutch client, and that's why I'm thinking Mark Jackson could be the coach of the Lakers okay. because he's a clutch client. Mm. We're talking to Adam Lefko. By the way, don't be bitter, be better. All right? Mm. All right? That's nice. Yeah. I just made that up. That sounds like a that's a t-shirt. Really? Yeah. Don't be bitter. Be better. Adam left. That's like Shaq said to me one time. I was like, Shaq, you know, you're a hater. And he goes, I'm too great to hate. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm too great to hate. I'm just great. And so what I say, and I was like, man, I'm put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. That's pretty good.
Adam Lefko, TNT, inside the NBA guest host, and uh, also covering the draft for Bleacher Report. Give me the draft prospect not being mentioned as a top 10 pick that will haunt GMs for years to come. Okay, Dan, let me ask you a question. These last few drafts, all I ever hear about is position importance. Got to get your quarterbacks, got to get your tackles. But there's always a guy taken in the teens that when we do a redraft, we go, how did this guy fall? And it's always the same position. Oh, Aaron Donald goes 11. Fletcher Cox goes 14. Haloti Nada goes like 12 or 13. It's always the defensive tackle that nobody cares about. And then we look five years and they're dominating the league. How is Jordan Davis not being talked about more? How do we talk about a guy all year and say he is the biggest dude we've ever seen? He's got the fastest 40. He jumps the furthest. He's on the national championship. He's dominating offensive lines, but he can only play two downs. First of all, how many downs are there? There's three, right? So he's playing 66% of downs, which sounds pretty good to me. But two, you're telling me, I just watched Vita Vea also taken 14th in his draft, dominated D-line and completely arrest defenses all year for the Bucs. I just, I, it just doesn't make sense to me sometimes when a dude jumps off as an athlete, he's dominant on the field. Everyone says he's a leader in the locker room, but the NFL is all about passing. I, really? Like Kyle Shanahan's entire offense is built around the running game. And that's why we call him the crown prince of offensive coordinators. I think that when we look back five years from now, all the teams that passed on Jordan Davis will regret it. And it will be obvious. All right. There's a hot take. All right. Well, uh, we'll record that. Play that back in five years. Nobody loves defensive tackles, nose tackles like I do. No one. Really? No one. Danny Who's Shelton, Danny Shelton uh, out of Oregon State. Oh, I uh, loved him. I'd come uh, in, you know, you'd see these guys, and I, I would say to the Danettes, I go, God, this guy's unbelievable. And it'd be a Pac-12 game I'd be watching late at night. You know, and you'd go, oh, Danny Shelton. What did he wear, number eight? Something like that. And I went, Danny Shelton's awesome. Browns draft him, and then you're like, eh, whatever happened to Danny Shelton? I don't know. Yeah. You know, but that's I not know. on him. That's on the team that took him. So I'm, I'm with you with these defensive. You know, we should be looking for the next Aaron Donald. You don't know, tell you, me the games are won in the trenches. Yes. yes. And then completely ignore. Don't talk to it. Like, Dan, you've talked to NFL players, and they're like, just watch the trenches. But then, like, we're over here being like, you need a shutdown corner. And I'm like, or you could drop, you could draft Jeff Akuda. Like we just saw it. Like, like, uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes it just seems crazy. Give me the name that you're struggling with that you might have to pronounce covering the Dude, NFL. I was draft. just, I'm so nervous. Cause so we're doing the NFL draft bleacher report. It's going to be in the BR app tonight. And it's on YouTube, me, Connor Rogers, Mike Felder. And then we're going to be joined by Jason Kelsey, Richard Sherman to give uh, analysis, uh, Tory Holt, Amon St. Uh, Brown. I went online. It was like 2022 draft pronunciation guide. Let me just crank this all out in one spot. And it doesn't exist. And so it's not that there's a guy. All I'm hearing from draft people is there could be guys taken in the first round that we don't even have until day three. And I haven't even looked at them yet, Dan. So there's guys that are going to come out of nowhere that I'm just going to go look at the 
linebacker taken <laughs> by the Ravens. You know, no, but that's where you go to the analyst. That's where you go. Wow, that's uh, what did you think of that pick by Carolina? Let them it's, pronounce the name. It's a beautiful thing when you realize the limitations of your own job, and that in the end, all I have to do is ask a question. Well, when I covered yeah. the NBA draft, I kept thinking Nicholas Skittishvili is going to be coming up. And I'm thinking, and I think he went five overall. So I, I, I'm thinking already, you know, the commissioner comes to the podium and, you know, with the uh, fourth pick, the Portland Trailblazers take Brandon Roy. And I'm thinking, all right, Brandon Roy, blah, blah, blah. I right, talk about it, uh, Billis and everybody else. And I'm going, when is Nicholas Skittishvili going to be taken? And the Denver Nuggets select Nicholas Skittishvili. And then I, I thought, I don't even have to say his name. So I went to Billis. I go, what do you think? What do you think of the pick? And then he goes, Skittish Vili is a really talented, uh, you know, he's a seven-footer, run the floor. So you don't have to say the names. Exactly. The commissioner does, and then your analysts do. Man. Like, I come on here and I get these just beautiful <laughs> pieces of sage advice every single time. But, like, Just remember, you're, right, you're John Stockton. I know. You're John Stockton. That's your role. You don't have to be Carl Malone. You're John Stockton. You'll like this story. So one time, uh, when it gets late at night for, for TNT Tuesdays, uh, sometimes we'll record like the last segment of the show. If it's like everything's done, the games are done and all that stuff. And I have notes that I'll work on all week of like little gems and stuff that I want to work in there. And one time I forgot my sheet and they were like, hey, we're going to do the, the 50s. And I was like, oh, let me run back and get it really quick. Uh, and Shaq looks at me, and I get up, and he puts his hand on my hand, his bear claw, and I'm stuck to the desk. And he goes, you don't need it. And I was like, no, I need it, because I know he just wants to shoot it and get done with it. And he, put, and he goes, no, you don't need it. And I was like, no, man, like I got, like I wrote down like a lot of stuff I want to say. And he goes, you're Adam freaking Lefko. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> and the thing is, is I know that he was just trying to convince me so that we could just get it done. But it hit so hard that I was like, I'm Adam freaking Lefko. <laughs> and, and his mind control worked, and I just made stuff up. All right. Well, don't screw it up tonight, okay? You know what? That's the that's the advice I need. Yeah. Defensive lineman, dunk contest of the year. Okay, I learned a lot today. This is good. You're a play-in game in regards to your wife. That didn't need to be repeated. She's right in the other room. That could have gone bad. We're keeping it a secret, Dan. Keep your head up. You're the guy in Wide World of Sports who goes tumbling down the, uh, you know, over his skis. 100%. The Wide World of Sports. 100%. Thrill of victory and the yeah, agony a, of defeat, and that guy is like tumbling down the mountain. That's you. I'm a human blooper. Yes, I'm a you. hooper. Keep your head oh, up. I'll try. All right. Thank Love you. you guys. Thank you, Adam. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Daniel Jeremiah has got a lot of things going on. He's taking time for us. He's uh, one of the most respected analysts that uh, you have covering the NFL, NFL Network analyst. Also works for the uh, Chargers on radio. You can follow the NFL Network's coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from Vegas tonight. Kicks off at 8 Eastern. First round with your host, Rich Eisen. Daniel Jeremiah joins us. Daniel, thanks for joining us. The team you're most curious about tonight is... Ooh, I'm going to say the Texans, Dan. Uh, nobody knows anything about this draft period, but like you really know nothing about the Texans in terms of what they can do. So we assume we're going to see some combination of, of Walker Hutchinson 1-2. Uh, there's some buzz. Maybe Thibodeau gets in the mix there at 2. But at 3, li- literally, they could go in any direction. Nobody has a clue what the Texans are going to do. And I wondered if you know they take a flyer on Derek Stingley uh, that high. You hear that. Yeah, you hear that. I mean, that's one of the one of the things you hear. I'm always just skeptical, uh, and I take, I give Houston the same treatment that I give the Patriots, which is you can say you're hearing something, but when somebody never talks, it's literally impossible to hear something. <laughs> well, it's like we're trying to figure out what we think they could be thinking without <laughs> hearing from anybody. Um, exactly. Give me the player that is dangerous as far as, boy, it could be uh, feast or famine. It could be Hall of Fame or bust. Well, I think you just hit it. I think Stingley is, is the interesting one because, well, you know, we've said it throughout this process, Dan. You go back to 2019, he was unbelievable. It would have been a lock top five pick. 
He was outstanding. Um, and I know this last year, let's just talk about 2021. Well, I'm going to throw that completely out. I, I kind of dinged him on that initially. The UCLA game was was not good. It was terrible. And then you find out he gets he hurts his foot a couple of games later, and then he's done for the season. Well, I found out after the fact that that foot had been bothering him since August. So I'm going to throw out 2021. Hmm. But then I go back to 2020, and that's the in-between season. And and he was not a great year in 2020. Devontae Smith, you know, went off against him. That's a real legit receiver. Um, and that's part of the deal playing the SEC. You're going to see real big time dudes. But, um, you know, that's that's something that's concerning. You're going to take a guy up there in the top five and there's some uh, there's some tape out there that's not great. Yeah, I loved him as a freshman. I said to Coach O, you know, he could win the Heisman. You could have him play offense and defense. I mean, I thought that highly of him. And then I thought you're going against Jamar Chase in practice every day. How could you not be ready for this moment? But, you know, Sauce Gardner of Cincinnati feels like that's a safer pick, smarter pick. Uh, Let me get to the Jets and the Giants. You have two picks each in the top ten. What direction would you go? Let's start with the Jets. Yeah, with the Jets, um, you know, I, they need difference-making players, like some skill position players. I, I'm, I'm all for building up the line of scrimmage. You know, go get your offensive lineman. Uh, I, I'm into that. But, Dan, if, if, you know, if you tried to pull the normal average football fan of who the starting right tackles were for the two teams in the Super Bowl last year, I don't think they'd tell you. Uh, to me, you've got to have some guys that can make plays on the football offensively or defensively. So Sauce Gardner, to me, um, he can take the football away. He gives them a pure number one corner. And you kind of look about how they could change their defense. They go out and sign DJ Reed in free agency, who's a good corner. Now you bring in Sauce Gardner. So last year, you know, Bryce Hall is your number one corner. Now he's your number three corner. Now you've got depth all the way down through that secondary. So that would be the first area I would look with that first pick. And then the second pick, you know, I'm trying to trying to help out your quarterback. You know, if you can get Garrett Wilson, that's the home run pick for me if he gets the 10. Um, if not, Drake London gives you a little something different with some size uh, to help out your quarterback. So that's the area I would go with the Jets. And then when you look at the Giants, um, you know, I can I can make a case they should go offensive lineman receiver. They have a lot of needs. You can go in any direction. So if you have your choice, why not just build up one side of the ball, get a fair evaluation on Daniel Jones, figure out this next year if he's the guy or not and then and then you can move forward as an organization it feels like if somebody's moving up they're moving up to take a wide receiver so i think there's a chance that philadelphia tries to come up for garrett wilson uh i think there's a chance that houston could try and come up for garrett wilson i wouldn't sleep on the saints you know i was talking to a gm last night dan he brought up a great point which is are we all just taking the saints at their word you know they made that weird trade with the eagles you know for a pick in the middle of the first round you know, weeks in advance of the draft, which just is one of the more odd trades that you're ever going to see. And, uh, you know, I did my mock draft last night and I had him taking, you know, uh, I think I had him taking a receiver and a tackle. And this GM said, how does it make sense that you part with a future one and a future two so that you can come away with a receiver and a tackle? That just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, So that's kind of one of the intriguing teams to follow tonight. Maybe they've been sandbagging us. Maybe they are going to take a quarterback. Yeah, I tell people all the time, if I was in a position of being a GM or an owner, I'm not going to tell anybody anything. I'm I'm not going to be truthful to the media. Now, somebody in-house may leak some information, but I would never tell the media. Like Carolina, hey, you know, we we told Sam Darnold we may take a, a quarterback. Okay. I would I wouldn't tell like what's the benefit of of saying that unless you think somebody's gonna go, oh, 
if we want a quarterback, we better go and jump in front of Carolina. So true story. I, I was talking to some teams picking in the top 10 and literally with, within one hour, they told me, Hey, you know, I think the Carolina Panthers would like to move up ahead of the giants to guarantee they get the first tackle. And then within an hour report came out that they have let Sam Darnold know that they might take a quarterback. In other words, like, Hey, just know we might take a quarterback. We might really do it. Uh, and then maybe somebody jumps in front of you, then guess who would fall to them if somebody took a quarterback right in front of them, the tackle? Yeah, I don't, I don't believe anything. There's a quarterback bet we have in-house here. Uh, Paulie, my producer, okay. says that there will be at least one quarterback taken in the first 13 picks. Uh, I, I'm going to say no, but in a, in a year where we don't know anything, I wouldn't say my confidence level is high. I think there's a, you know, I, I wouldn't sleep on the Saints potentially uh, where they are with those two picks in the teens. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, I think there's a high uh, probability that they take one. But, I, you know, six, eight, nine, Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks. I just I don't think they're going to do it. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network analyst, NFL Network's coverage starts tonight at 8 Eastern first round. If Jordan Love was in this draft, where would he rank? Oh my gosh, Dan, we're going to the way back machine here. Uh, you know, just talent and tools wise, I think he'd probably be, you know, I think he would be, it would be a fun discussion with him and Malik Willis, just in terms of, of guys with, you know, kind of some impressive raw tools and Malik Willis could be the first quarterback taken. So he'd have been right there in the mix. Now it's been a long time since he was coming out and I don't think his value's gone up at all with the little bit that we've seen him play. It's gone down more than anything else. So, um, you know, this this Jordan Love version now would probably be in the, you know, the three or the four hole. OK, but I was wondering about this and, and we were discussing this as a group prior to the show. If you're a team that, you know, has a third, fourth round pick and you didn't get the quarterback you wanted in the first or second round and you just called up the Packers and said, hey, we'll take Jordan Love off your hands. You know, would yeah, you, you no, know, the, the, it's worth a flyer. It's worth a flyer, but man, I would have liked to have done that a little earlier just because you're all the benefits of the rookie contract are you're getting ready to expire before too long on Jordan Love as you get further down the road. But he's not um, even twenty four yet, Daniel. No. No, you've got you've got a you've got some raw tools to uh to work with and develop. So you've got an opportunity there. I love it why you're why we're talking in an agent. Where does my guy go? I, I don't know. I don't know where he goes. Uh, those are the text messages that come in on, on the morning, Dan. But uh, no, I think that's I think it's a legit that's a it's a legit point. You know, if you can part with a fourth round pick and take a flyer on a quarterback if you don't have one, uh, why not? And then you got Debo Samuel, you got Baker Mayfield. Um, who's more likely to be traded this weekend, Debo or Baker? The Debo thing's been a roller coaster. I mean, from being told there's no chance that that happens to, uh, you know, they would do it um, if it, it was the right price. And then then you hear, oh, my gosh, the price they're asking for is ridiculous. I mean, they want two ones. There's no way they're getting two ones. Oh, wow. um, and, then, and then it was, you know, it, it doesn't look likely as of as where we are right now that that's going to happen. And then the Baker thing. I think that's going to probably be determined on what, you know, what happens in the first round. If these teams all pass, um, then I think there's more of a likelihood that something with Baker gets done by the end of the draft. But they're going to have to eat a lot of money, Dan. They're going to have to eat a big chunk of that thing. Yeah, but they got to move on because it, 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 it can't help. You know, you're, you're bringing in Deshaun Watson, who's already polarizing. You can't have yeah. Baker in camp. You, you, you just you no I, I don't think there's any way that he he is there in camp it's just a matter of whether it actually happens during the, the draft or, or whether it's a little bit after that great to talk to you have fun tonight i'll try not to text you 
Oh, no, Dan, I love the text, man. Are you kidding me? I know, but oh. I try to be professional because when I told people that I text you when you were on last time and then they're like, is that being professional? And I thought, you know, maybe it's not. So, no, I, I mean, I've got I've got literally the best life coach in media. So, I mean, why would I not <laughs> tap into that resource? You Come know what on. I'll do? I'll, by the, I'll text you during the commercial breaks. OK, OK, that's great. And by the way, for Fritzy, you know, there's there's some defensive ends in this draft where we say, you know, they've asked them to read. They've asked them to think they're better off. We just cut them loose and put them on the edge. No responsibilities. Just go. Mm. That's 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 Fritzy's role on the show. Wow. So an edge, is he my, my Kayvon Thibodeau? No, I was going to say more like a guy like Boye Mafe, you know, who, you know, at Minnesota, they ask him to do a lot of things. He goes to the senior bowl. They just widen him out and tell him to get up the field and mm. he, he wrecks shop at its best. Reed is a four-letter word, Fritzy. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That's, that's helpful advice. Did he call me wide just there? I think he said wide. He took a little shot there. I I, I need to lose about 20, 25, but come on. It's draft day. It has nothing to do with that. And Daniel, can can we have – Bad body, good player. Can we have a a high motor attached to a black player tonight instead of just Aiden Hutchinson? Can we do that? Because I think Thibodeau has a high motor just, you know – Okay. Yeah. So See, I would say I would say Trayvon Walker has a, has a higher motor. See? So I, I might go that first pick right out the gate. I like that. If you say, you know, what I love about him, he got a high motor. That's all. I love it. Yeah, it's gonna. I love s- it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, thank I'm you, buddy. Say, and I'm going to say that Garrett Wilson's just gritty and an overachiever. Oh, I like that. Be, that'll be good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Alan Iverson set to join us, Hall of Famer, member of the 75th anniversary team, joins us on behalf of PointsBet. The uh, provides the deepest slate of pregame and in-play uh, betting options in the world. He's been an ambassador since the uh, brand's launch in 2019. We'll talk about your tattoos coming up in a moment, but uh, thanks for joining us, AI. It's been a while. Uh, what do you miss most, football or basketball? <laughs> Oh man, um, it's been, um, I don't know, I got a chance to, you know, really play basketball the way I wanted to. So um, I would say football, definitely. But what do you miss? Like, I think you've said you would have been a better football player than basketball player. Why do you feel that way? First of all, it was just my first love. Um, it was the first game that uh, I fell in love with. Um, and I just feel like, um, my versatility, you know what I mean? Being able to play so many different positions um, and having, you know, I think more of an impact on the game because I was able to play on both sides of the ball. I wonder if you were born like 15 years too soon. Like if you were, if you were coming up now, do you think you would stay with football or try to do both? I would have, I would have definitely tried to do both. Um, you know, just, you know, from the, the love that I have for basketball and that I've had for basketball since um, Michael Jordan gave me the vision. Um, I definitely would have tried to play both. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I really put in that effort because when I went to Georgetown, I asked, um, you know, Coach Thompson, could I play um, football? Because, you know, we had to walk to the gym um, every day from class. And I always had to pass the football field. And I remember going past the football field, I used to always get emotional and tears would be, you know, coming out of my eyes. And, um, you know, because I had missed the game so much. And one day I just built up enough courage to ask him, could I play? And I don't think I can, um, with the language, I don't think I can say what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but I never thought about playing again. I knew, I knew it wasn't happening. <laughs> but, but it made you that emotional. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I loved it so much. I mean, it was it was such a big part of my life. Um, and, um, 
you know, just the the the, the fact of um, how effective I was at it, and and I was getting better and better at it. And then when the situation happened um, with the bowling alley, and um, you know, when I uh, obviously I got in that trouble, and um, when I came home, you know, I was recruited by everybody in the country um, in both sports, and um, I had no more offers at all. And my mom eventually went up to Georgetown and begged my life, and coach gave me a shot, and the rest is history. If you didn't get into trouble, where do you think you would have gone instead of Georgetown? I thought about – I really wanted to go to Notre Dame. Um, I wanted to go to Notre Dame. And then uh, Joe Smith went to Maryland. So I, I thought about Maryland to play with him. Um, and then I, I went up to um, Duke on a, not really a visit, but I, you know, went up there and and um, I got to meet Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley was my favorite um, college basketball player. Really? You know, yes. So I really wanted to go there because I, I love Bobby Hurley so much. Wait, were you rooting for Duke against UNLV? I never, no, no. Um, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't a Duke fan. I was a, I was oh. a Bobby Hurley fan. <laughs> what was, was it about a, Hurley that you liked? His toughness. I just love how tough he was. Um, the small statue. I'll tell you something um, crazy, Dan. Like when, when uh, I got to the league, I played against him one time. And I remember his dad being on the sideline. And once again, you know about his language. So, you know, I just remember him telling, um, you know, telling Bobby to bust my ass and, uh, <laughs> and and some more stuff that went along with it. And I was like, hey, like, don't even know, you know, how much I love Bobby Hurley. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But obviously he didn't. But, um, yeah, man, I, I never was a, um, a Duke fan. I was definitely a, a, a Bobby Hurley fan, though. How did you react or what did you think when Michael Jordan referred to you as a little bitch or – the first time he saw you, didn't he use that expression? I, it was. I don't think that was the first time he saw me. We was at the. Um, we was at the. Um, the All Star game. Uh, the year that what I, that had to be my rookie year. It was. Um, the year that they gave out. They was. Uh, they did the top fifty. Yeah. Um, guys. Yeah. And um. And I was. I think I was coming off the court from something, and I saw him, and they were getting ready to go on because he had his jacket on. And he just grabbed me. It's a, it's a photo out there with him having me like in a headlock. And he was just like, you know, what's up, you little <laughs> But no, it was no disrespect in it. And then I didn't take it that way anyway. I was just happy for him just saying anything to me. <laughs> but, but when you see yourself crossover, Mike, twice, like, it's pretty impressive. Like, what do you think? I mean, it, it was, it was, um, it was against, you know, it was against black Jesus. And I always, I always told, <laughs> Uh, my friends growing up, you know, that um, if I ever got an opportunity to try my move on the best that ever played the game, that I would. And, um, you know, it was just a moment. It just happened. And, you know, I, I backed them up and I did it. And I, I really didn't know the significance of it when it first happened um, because I was just into the game, just playing the game. But then in the aftermath of everything, seeing it all on ESPN and, you know, all on the news and everybody talk about it, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I I really um I really did something. But, you know, thinking back on it, um, I had got guys way worse than that, but it was just the fact that it was him. You know what I mean? And the crazy part about it is he still almost blocked it. I know. So I know. That's the testament of 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 how tough he was and how great he was. But he, he didn't still, say anything to you, did he? After you did it? Nah. nah um he, he didn't say nothing to me. Um 
um, until years later, I went to um, – because I live in Charlotte, so I went to a, a Hornets game. And, uh, you know, me and him were I, – I guess it was an area in the back where, you know, he chilled at, at halftime. And he had me back there, and we were just talking. And I just kept telling him how much I loved him and, and how much he meant to my life and, and my career. And, um, I, you know, telling him I wouldn't have had that vision of playing basketball if it wasn't for him. And he was like, you don't love me that much. You wouldn't have crossed me like that. <laughs> and we laughed, about we laughed about it. What's crazy with him is I get around him. And I've been around him so many times, you know, since the first time I met him. And I still get, like, nervous. I still, you know, just just fidgety around him all the time, you know, because I love him so much. And, you know, he's still, like, when I see him, you know, he don't look real. He's like he got a some type of <laughs> a glow about him or something, an aura, you know what I mean? He just don't seem – he was the only person in my life that I've ever met, and he don't look human to me. But there has to be these younger players that look up to you the way you looked up to Jordan. That's one of the greatest feelings in the world, you know, especially with me being here with my um, All-American game, you know, with my classic. And, you know, the way they look at me, the way I have their attention when I'm talking – and um, it's just it, it kind of it, it it makes me feel like, OK, this how you was, you know, or this how you are with him. And it's just a great feeling to see that, you know, guys grew up off of me and, um, you know, love me the way I the way I love him. You know, it's just a, it's just a blessing. Alan, can you hold on? I got a few more questions I want to ask, including the famous press conference when you said we're talking about practice. We're back with Alan Iverson here on the Dan Patrick Show right after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We talked football. We talked Michael Jordan. Talked about a variety of things with uh, Alan Iverson. Kind enough to stay with us here for a few more minutes. Joining us on behalf of PointsBet which prides itself on speed and ease, uh, the ease of using it, the deepest slate of pregame and in-play betting options in the world, and he's been an ambassador since uh, the brand's launch in 2019. Alan Iverson rejoins us. Uh, so what are you doing with uh, PointsBet? Um, anything they ask me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know what I mean? We have a great relationship. It's been a couple years now, um, and it's just a, a, a great partnership. Um, I don't do a whole lot of betting on games. My my, you know, my friends do that. You know, they're into it. They they do it damn near every day. And um, I but just do they ask it. you for advice though? Nah, nah. They just <laughs> um, you know, they just use me for for who I am. They they use you for tickets and things like that. I mean, just like everybody else do. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that this many this many years later after playing that I'm still um. Irrelevant and popular. <laughs> well, you were ahead. So I must have did something right. I must have did something right out there. But but you know you're an iconic figure. It's almost like Randy Moss in football. Like right. like you were ahead of your time. That's and a great I, comp- That's a great compliment, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. But you you know when you had the tattoos and how people viewed you and now everybody's got tattoos. Like, right. But at the time. Did you feel like you were kind of on an island that it was just Yes, 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 that's a great question. And um um because I kind of I, I kind of I kind of took the ass with before Dan. You know what I mean? And and it's it's kind of bittersweet because back then I was so young, 21 years old and I didn't understand. I was basically 
just dressing like the guys from, you know, my neighborhood that I, you know, grew up with, you know, so it was natural to me. And then with the tattoos, it was basically like, um, you know, I always wanted them, but I just couldn't afford them. And then once I, you know, could afford them, then that's why I just went overboard with it, you know, because, you know, every, all of my tattoos mean something. And then with the hair, like I was, would go on the road and guys would mess my hair up when I go to the barbershop. So I always, I thought like, man, if I can just get it cornrowed, then I don't have to worry about, you know, guys messing my hair up on the road. So that's how that happened. You know what I mean? So, you know, with the dress code and all that, you know, I, I was hurt by it. I, I didn't understand it or whatever. And, you know, now you see guys wearing whatever they want and, 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 you know, looking the way they want. And, you know, I, I know it's had a lot to do with me, you know, getting the dress code um, changed, but, you know, it's a good feeling now to see guys express themselves the way they, you know, want to, because when you look at the game, everybody don't play the same. So why would everybody, you know, look the same? Why would everybody dress the same? You got all these guys in suits. When I grew up, I never went to the park with a suit on to play basketball. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, you know, the only time that I, I wore suits was to a church and to, to a funeral. So, you know, David Stern said, everybody thinks this is the Allen Iverson rule. He said, right. it's really Steve Nash that he had a problem with how Steve Nash dressed when he went to the press conference as well. So just to let you know, that's that's the commissioner telling me, because I, I referenced the Allen Iverson dress code. He goes, uh, Steve Nash, uh, I had a problem with how Steve Nash dressed at press conferences. Learn something new every day. I did not know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and God bless him. I mean, me and him became so close, you know what I mean? Um, especially after my career was over, you know what I mean? The latter part of my career and towards the end, you know what I mean? I, I, I got a, you know, great relationship with him. And I, I'm glad, you know, that it ended up being that way before he passed. May he rest in peace. What's your best tattoo? Uh, my kids. Okay. You didn't get a Michael Jordan tattoo. No, I was never, I was not, I love him. To if, death, if you had money when you're growing up, would you have gotten a Michael Jordan? Tattoo? Maybe when I, maybe, maybe when I was a, I would think, yeah, maybe when I was a little kid, Yeah, you know what I mean? But I, 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 I knew that that would probably be some super corny. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> have did that. I love him, but not that much. <laughs> uh, what do you see when you see John Morant? I see um, greatness. I see greatness. I see um, a once in a lifetime talent. Um, I see a lot of myself in him as far as the um, fearlessness, um, him being a competitor, him just being a, a killer that could um, that could um, change the game in so many ways. Um, I see uh, someone um, that, you know, his teammates love and they and they follow and they believe in. I think, you know, when I thinking about him, um, when I look at the landscape of the NBA and I and I see all of the things that go on with, the, um, you know, guys teaming up to play with each other. Now, if Shaquille O'Neal became a free agent and wanted to come play with the 76ers, I would have loved for, you know, to play with him or Kobe Bryant. Um, but I never thought about, you know, going to, you know, be with team up with other guys. Um, I never thought about that because I always felt like, you know, 
guys on my squad were good enough because they they pros, Dan. You know what I mean? Like, and I always used to think, you know, about myself and the belief that I had in myself. And I thought, well, damn, if you put me with four other professionals on the basketball court, then we can't be beat. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I used to always like the best feeling that I had as a basketball player um, throughout my career was the fact that my teammates felt like um, if they had me in the foxhole with them, that we would have a chance to win against anybody. And I feel like that's how Ja teammates feel about him. You know, as long as we got him, we could win. But could you have changed your style to preserve your, like have a little bit more longevity? Because you attacked. And, right. and at some point, like Dwayne Wade attacked and then stopped attacking as much. Michael Jordan stopped attacking him. Could you have changed? And do you, do you think Josh should be concerned about that attacking all the time? I don't. I don't. I, I think, um, you know, if he tried to alter his game, he wouldn't be him. He wouldn't be the guy that he is today. And, um, you know, I, I don't have um, – too many regrets. I, I think probably the only regret that I have in my career um, is that I didn't listen to Coach Brown earlier. You know what I mean? If, if, I, if I was able to take constructive criticism a lot better and understood that it was constructive criticism and not him just getting on me just because he wanted the same thing that I wanted, you know what I mean? And that was to win. And if I would have let him polish me um, a lot earlier, I think uh, it would have made me better and it would have made us better. Um, and one more thing, I, I, I think me being um, someone that didn't like to lift weights, um, I, I kind of regret that. Because I, I think how much better could I have been if I would have been a lot stronger? You know what I mean? Um, I remember a time with Billy King, we had a new strength and um, conditioning coach and Billy King introduced me to him. And I was like, you know, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to have a good, we're not going to have any type of relationship. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't like to lift weights because I thought they were too heavy. <laughs> but looking back on it, like, I, but you I, didn't I, like to practice either though, Alan. I, man, that was, that was, that was, that was such, that was so off. And, and, that, and that was, that was something that, that bothered me a lot because um, I think, uh, the way kids look up to me um, and the way guys, even even guys in the league, look up to me, I didn't never want them to think that that wasn't important. And and that wasn't the message that I was sending. You know what I mean? There was just that, um, that press conference and they just kept asking me about the same thing and I got fed up. And it was just one of those days that um, I didn't want to you know, I didn't want to talk about that. I was, I was there. To, the press conference was to tell my fans in Philly that um, I wasn't getting traded. That was, that was, you know, what it was about. I just met with coach and Billy King and they kept asking me about practice. And I just, I just got frustrated. <laughs> you know I mean? It's still a great line by you though. Yeah. But it was just, it was just interpreted. The, the yes, wrong way. You, you're, you can't, you can't, there's no way now, now, now if, if, if people do think that I didn't like to practice and I didn't practice, then damn, how good was I then if I didn't practice? <laughs> I couldn't accomplish the things that I've done without practicing. No way. You but should now, do one of those NFTs of that press conference where you're saying, we're talking about practice. Yeah. 
You can make some money off that. Very lucrative. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. Um, I was there at game one when you played the Lakers in the finals. Mm-hmm. And he went off. And I'm thinking, can Philadelphia win four games? I didn't think you guys could win four games against that talent. But what did you think? Would you have 48 against? Yeah, against yeah I, definitely, I, definitely thought, I definitely thought that we could win. Um, when we won... Game one, I we had game two. I think Derek hit a big shot on me at, at the um at the end. Um, I think I didn't get over a screen or I was trying to help or something. And he hit a big shot, but we had him in game, had him in game two as well. Um, but all in all, they were a better team. I mean, um, you know, um, may he rest in peace and God bless him. You know, Kobe Bryant, he didn't destroy us. You know what I mean? Um, like he had in the regular season. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal beat us. And everybody talked about the Kimbe having a great series, but Shaq averaged like 30-something and 15. Yeah. And we we couldn't – we tried and we couldn't deal with them. But all in all, ultimately, they were just a better team than us. They just – you know, they had the talent, obviously, um, and, you know, they were just a better team at the, at the end of the day. What's it like standing next to Shaq? You ever stood next to a tree? <laughs> a big tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's and a tree I, I, that moves, AI. That moves. And, <laughs> that move, and look, and, and, and will we'll run into you. Not a, not a stationary tree that you have to run into. No, that will run into you. It, but I'll I, 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 I be around them now. And, and, and it amazes me. Like, I used to actually go in here and have him contest my shots. Like I must've been out of my mind <laughs> that aggressive. You know what I mean? To go in there with him in it. If you could give me one season right now, would you play for the Nets or the Lakers? You had to pick between those two. The Nets and the Lakers with the squad they have right now. Yeah. Um, I don't, let me see. Was Kyrie, Kyrie was considered a, um, a two guard. This year, right? Yeah. He was considered a two? Yeah. I don't know. I would rather – whatever team that I could have played the two. Well, you know what I mean? I think with the Lakers, Russ obviously would have been um, – He would have been um, the point. He would have been the point, and then I, I could be off the ball and I could guard the point guard. He could guard two guard being how big he is, and then Le- LeBron could have played the three. So I think I would probably fit better with the Lakers, you know, being it. You know, Kyrie is being as great as he is. Um, and now we would have just been a, too small of a backcourt to try to match up with people. Could LeBron ever surpass Michael Jordan as the best player, in your opinion? I, I would I would I would never I would never put anybody before him. I mean, you know, obviously for you know personal reasons, um because you know what he means so much to me and what he meant so much to me in my life in my career. Um, and then I just think, you know, he's the greatest player to ever play. Um, I think LeBron James is the greatest all around player, you know, that ever played the game. I mean, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore basketball, um, you know, but definitely, you know, him, LeBron, um, well, Mike, uh, Kobe, LeBron, Shaquille, um, and Steph are definitely my all-time favorite. It's great to talk to you. 
Hope you're doing well. Could you could you play ten minutes tonight? Like if somebody needed you tonight, could you play ten? No, I, I probably can go. I probably can play ten minutes, but they have to be in one minute stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to win for that no more, Dan. I'll be forty-six in a minute. Man. I mean, forty-seven. I know. I'm forty-six years old, and in June I'll be forty-seven. So I don't even think about that no more. I get tired of shooting jump shots now, man. Uh, good luck as uh, the brand ambassador there for points bet and great to catch up with you again. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Big fan. And, uh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you at bed. Three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.